Welcome to the GUT podcast on the paper, Global Burden of Esophageal and Gastric Cancer by Histology and Subsite in 2018. Published in paper copy in GUT in September 2020. My name is Dr. Philip Smith, Digital and Education Editor of GUT and Consultant Gastroenterologist at the Royal Liverpool Hospital, Liverpool, United Kingdom. And I extend a very warm welcome to Dr. Melina Arnold uh, from the section of Cancer Surveillance, International Agency for Research on Cancer, Lyon, France. Dr. Arnold is the first author on this excellent paper. Dr. Arnold, thank you very much for joining me today to do this podcast, especially at this very difficult time in the world. And congratulations on your excellent paper. Firstly, could I ask you to explain the background to your study and why researching this area is important? Hello. So um, we, in the study, quantified the global burden of esophageal and gastric cancer by histology and subtype. And why is this important? Of course, these are two really important malignancies. Uh, according to recent estimates, um, there were more than one and a half million cases in the world in 2018. Um, and both have a very high disease-related mortality. So it's really important um, malignancies that we're talking about. Both share a number of uh, risk factors and epidemiological features, but we also see very distinct um, geographical patterns uh, in terms of incidence. And these differences are partly explained um, by uh, differences in the distribution of subtypes across populations, which then in turn are linked to different underlying risk factors and their prevalence. So we looked into um, the two main types of esophageal cancer, which are esophageal adenocarcinoma and um, squamous cell carcinoma, which together represent really the majority of esophageal cancers. And for both types, we see really different trends, um, have seen really different trends in the past. Esophageal adenocarcinoma really increasing steeply in incidence in highly developed countries, whereas squamous cell carcinoma has been declining uh, in most parts of the world. Um, so two very distinct um, subtypes for esophageal cancer. For gastric cancer, we looked into cardia and non-cardia gastric cancer or proximal and distal. Um, um, gastric cancer, where patterns are a bit more unclear, but uh, overall incidence has been uh, declining, especially for non-cardiac gastric cancer in most parts of the world. So the aim of the study was really to present an updated and comprehensive assessment of the burden of esophageal and gastric cancer subtype. And this is a really important evidence base for research but also for clinicians and policymakers to plan appropriate cancer control and to be able to act uh, on future cancer burden. Thank you for that very clear explanation. Um, what are the new findings your study has found? So bringing together um, evidence from population-based cancer registries around the world and um, putting them together with estimations of the global burden of cancer, we estimated that in the year 2018, out of just under 600,000 of cases of esophageal cancer, um, about 15% or 85,000 cases were adenocarcinomas and uh, 482,000 or 84% were squamous cell carcinomas. 
So esophageal squamous cell carcinoma still represents the most common subtype uh, in most world regions, with the exception for um, North America and Northern, Northern Europe and Oceania, where adenocarcinoma was the more common um, subtypes and highest incidence rates that we estimated in the Netherlands and the, and the UK. And overall clear gradients across human development, meaning that the incidence rates were higher in countries that were highly developed. Um, esophageal squamous cell carcinoma, on the other hand, was very concentrated. Uh, the burden was very concentrated in Asia, where about 80% of the global cases occurred, but also in Sub-Saharan Africa with, um, for example, high incidence uh, rates in some Eastern African countries, such as Malawi or Kenya. Uh, for gastric cancer, we estimated that out of about a million cases that occurred in 2018, about 18% um, occurred in the cardia, the, in the cardia stomach, and 82% in the more distal or non-cardia regions of the stomach. So non-cardia gastric cancer is and remains the most common subtype of gastric cancer across all world regions, but we see um, highest burdens, uh, the highest rates of cardia uh, gastric cancer in Eastern Asia followed by Oceania, Western Europe, and Western Asia. Thank you again. That's very interesting. Um, how might um, your, your research study, your findings, impact on clinical practice in the foreseeable future? So I really see this as an important evidence base for clinicians in the sense that it gives an idea of the global patterns and also shifts in the disease burden that are happening um, at the moment. For example, that we more and more see more and more adenocarcinomas of the esophagus in highly developed countries. And as those incidence patterns shift, um, this will of course also impact on patient profiles seen in clinical practice and potentially require an adaptation of current clinical management and resource allocation. But I also see this as very important for cancer control in more general terms because then in order to do something about a disease, you need to know the underlying numbers and distributions to figure out which measures are needed and what would be most efficient. So this is very useful information for health policymakers as well to implement appropriate public health measures now and in the future. And those results really reinforce the need for and the power of primary and secondary prevention measures, which together remain of course, the most important tools to combat these malignancies. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I can see straight away how important and useful this would be. How do you think this study might impact on research priorities in the foreseeable future also? So these results, I think, really, really add to our understanding of geographical patterns and incidents and I see it as an important uh, baseline also for future etiological research, looking into underlying risk factors, um, because really there are quite a lot of things, a number of things that today we don't know about these cancer types. So it will help uh, creating a baseline and, uh, for, for this type of research. And also I clearly see monitoring uh, the burden and the trends over time as essential for uh, cancer control, and this will definitely remain a research priority in the future. I absolutely agree. I think um, this is really important.
thank you very much for doing um, the podcast. And once again, congratulations on your fantastic paper being published in GOAT. Um, for the listeners, the link to the paper um, will be underneath this podcast. Um, so please click on that and read the paper in full. And we look forward to you joining um, podcasts in the future. Thank you.